Okay, welcome to a brand new episode with your life coaching Sheena here on Radio Anchor FM. Today it's a brand new episode of the new season and as I previously uh, told you guys on the other episode, I'm going to have more and more guests uh, coming in to talk about their journey and to share with all of us some gems about life, lessons, and challenges that they face, that, that we all face. First of all, before I start the episode, I want to thank everyone that always tune into my podcast and all the messages, all the people that support me all the time. Thank you so much. So, fall is finally here. Summer is over. Um, the days are getting shorter. And this is spooky season as well. This Halloween coming soon. Even though I don't celebrate Halloween, but it is spooky season for the collective. So if you guys celebrate it, have fun and be careful. So today I am here with my very first guest, and I'm very excited because I met this girl during um, how can I call it? It was a, like a course. Was it like a, a program of different women and it happens that um, I didn't finish it but it, you know it was great because I get to experience certain things with these women and as well I got to meet some people and one of these women is this beautiful girl that I have in today that um, I kind of work with as well before we collaborate a couple of things that we've done for her as well for her YouTube channel and her name is Teresa. Yay! <laughs> so I'm having a cappuccino and she's having a tea because yes. it's cold outside, honey. So we need to keep us warm. That's right. So we are in this uh, cafe environment. I wanted to make it very, very natural and very chill. And cozy. And very cozy because it's coughing season. Yes. <laughs> we were just talking about being cuffed. Not in that way, guys. <laughs> But it's in like relationship wise and men, etc., etc. And child, there's always some drama. Right? There's never like a time that it's just like, oh wow. I just want to hear one of my girlfriends say, yo, I found the perfect man. I am so happy this man treats me. Everyone, there's always something. Okay, women, we complain a lot. Especially me. I, I, I have to say, like, we complain a lot. But. There's not much quality out there. That's true. I think that the reason why we do complain a lot is because I won't say a complaint, but I would say if you have a high standard, if you know yourself, you will expect the man that's coming to your space mm-hmm. to kind of meet your standard. Of and course. when they don't, you're like, mm, I really, I need someone that can meet my standards. Of course, so of course. I won't really say complain. I would just say, you know what? I know who I am. If you yes. come into my space, you better mm-hmm. step up. Otherwise, you better, I boy. You better come correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, Teresa, obviously, you are my very first guest. Yeah. Like, I know what you do, and I know a little bit, obviously, about your background mm-hmm. and who you are and stuff like that. But um, tell the people then 
<laughs> pee for them, you know. The pee for them. <laughs> Who you are. Um, hi guys. Um, thank you so much, Sheena, for having me. Sure. I'm so excited to be the first guest. I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel so privileged, you know. Yes, honey. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Teresa P. Um, I am Angolan. Mm-hmm. I am African. Yeah. I am black. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. If you, you guys need to see, I'm gonna take a picture of you after. <laughs> Because you guys need to see her. She's got this beautiful look. Aww. Short hair with this blonde. Girl, you trying to gas me up? Yeah, no, no, honestly, black is beautiful. Uh, anyway, carry on, carry on. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm coming from a family of like six. There's six of us, two boys and four girls. Um, I'm a mother. Mm. I got, I got a son. He's two year old. Beautiful son, by the way. Yes, so gorgeous. Uh, he's two year old, and um, yeah, like I'm coming from a um, African background, immigrant background, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my parents immigrated from Angola. Mm-hmm. They came here for a better life, mm-hmm. and they actually did provide a better life for us because um, all of us have already not all of us those who are at age have already graduated and mm-hmm. you know so we are very thankful to our parents from taking us from you know um african country where there was a lot of poverty there was war mm. and bringing us into a safe country so mm. i'm super 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 proud of my parents mm. and obviously my siblings who are doing really well mm. um yeah we are very close-knit family like we keep everything just to ourselves we're very mm. um reserved as well yes but they see me as the as the rebellion one i don't mm, understand why there's always that one <laughs> but i think because i'm more um adventurous and more creative as well yes it's always like that yeah true. so when you're more creative you need you, you, mm, you, tend you need to your be space more, exactly you tend to be more out there yeah but the rest of my family were very like close-knit uh, family we mm. just very reserved mm. and yeah that's basically my background like i said i'm angolan yeah um, so you you do you live in London? I live in London. And you yeah. you grew up in London? But I would say yeah, yeah. Mm. I've been here for like eleven, ten mm. years, eleven. Mm. But I also um, stayed in Spain as well. So I okay. spent some of my childhood Ooh, in Spain. Oh, mamacita! You know, you know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, tu sabes. Mm. Um, so I spent some of my time in Spain, like my childhood in Spain. It was wonderful. Mm. It was amazing. Um, I can totally relate that to you because just like you, I'm from Seychelles and then mm. I grew up in Italy and mm. then I came here yeah. 11 years ago. So the stories, you see, like the stories are very similar, similar. Yeah. and it's amazing because, you know, we both are seen or have been seen from our family as the rebellious as mm. the ones that don't want to follow the rules, mm, mm, mm. the ones that think that they can do the things their own way. <laughs> but because obviously our creativity and yeah. the way we want to express ourselves mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we cannot be compact in. in yeah we cannot be placed in the box mm. basically we're just gonna explode that box and mm. run away or just you know occupy different spaces um and that's the beauty of creativity you you cannot stay in one place because there is so much that is bursting inside of you of that needs course. to be birthed inside of you mm. that you cannot stay in one place mm-hmm. so i appreciate that that about um creative people yeah and i remember when i moved to from seychelles to italy was a bit of a shock Mm. because coming from island and moving to this city that 
everything is so different and yeah. people are talking a different language that you don't understand True. they're eating different food that is different smell the different clothes different different people the way they look mm-hmm. <laughs> you know everything is so different so yeah. you feel like a fish out of the sea mm-hmm. and i relied obviously mostly on my mom because i never met my father so my mom was my everything so mm-hmm. when we moved to italy she obviously was together not first but after a while she came and take me and we moved together and i felt like i was so um needy of my mom and mm-hmm. also protective at the same time mm-hmm. because i feel like she was only the only the only thing that reminded me of home or the only thing mm-hmm. that it was like how did you feel how did you feel with, with, with that transaction? Because people don't understand that that is a kind of a trauma. It is. And taking you away from everything that you, you know, know to go and be somewhere else because your family are trying to be better mm-hmm. for you yeah. mainly because yeah. it's not really for themselves. They mm-hmm. do it mainly for their child, mm-hmm. their yeah. kid. It's for themselves a trauma mm-hmm. because the moving and the papers and the documents and. Yeah. Are we gonna know where are we gonna work and how we're gonna have money and all of that and then the kids how did that affect you what what that do you remember that feeling you know what um i haven't actually thought about it that's actually a good question i haven't actually processed the whole the whole thing how um it made me feel or anything like that i haven't actually spoken to anybody about it mm. so this is kind of the first time i'll be talking about it oh. um like the transition in itself is very scary because like you mentioned you're going you're moving from your familiarity to somewhere where it's it's foreign mm. you don't know anybody you don't know their language you don't know how people are going to receive you you don't know absolutely nothing yeah. about the country where you're going and it's very scary for a child who you know had to leave their parents to kind of migrate to spain and when I arrived in Spain, it was okay because kind of the, the language is kind of similar. You know, mm. the Portuguese and the Spanish of course, is very similar. similar yes. So the transition from, from Angola to um, to Spain wasn't as difficult because of the language was, you know, I could understand a few mm. things. And um, I think that the, the, the most interesting thing of it is the fact that when I was in Spain, they used to tell me, when you go to England, you're only going to eat fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> you're only going to eat fish and chips. Um, and even when I was in, in, in Angola, they would tell me, um, you only see white people in England. It's always going to be cold, mm. snowy, the sun never shines in that country. Well, it wasn't really a lie, was it? <laughs> the sun never shines in Let's that country. Honest. You're just going to eat fish and chips all the time. So I was just like, it was kind of scary. I'm like, I'm used to my traditional food for yeah. me to leave all of these for fish and chips mm, only my god i'm leaving a sunny place for me <laughs> that's to a trauma up. right there it is a trauma <laughs> and a half for me to end up in a country that is always cold always snowy like i don't really i'm not excited to come yeah but when i arrived in 2006 in 2006 in in the uk i, w- I had a shock of my life it was the hottest a su- uh, hottest summer wow it was so hot i saw black people wow you see <laughs> I saw, I saw black people, it was so hot, and my whole perception of what the country was meant to be, it was, it was totally different. different. So I was just like, 
what? So did they lie to me? Like, mm. it's not even like, I, I, I came in with a huge jacket thinking wow. it's going to be so cold. What month was it? Do you remember? It was July. Oh, was July with July. a jacket. Yeah, oh my the, God. Because they told me. No, but you're right. Because it's ha- because we had times in July where it was actually jacket times. Mm. So yes, it's not really summer in London. Mm. I mean, in England in general, but especially in, summer, in, in London, it's just... They, uh, wow, so like, you came in and um, you felt like uh, they lied to me. Yes, because um, it's very hot. What is this? But yeah, it was it was really interesting. But it was sad that I wasn't I wasn't with my family. Oh, you um, didn't come with your family. I didn't come with my family. Okay. So the whole transition was. So they I was, stayed in Spain. They stayed in. A, some of my family members were in Angola. Some okay. of my family members were already here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the transition, me going, you know, going through all this transition by myself, it felt very scary. Of course. Um, you know, it felt very scary. So I was mm. terrified. I was traumatized because like I was alone. I didn't mm. know the language. Mm. And coming to the UK was the same thing. Although my family were already here, mm. but I was still a foreigner because I didn't speak the language. Okay, none of it, none nothing of at all. Okay, nothing at all. So I learned the English. But you lived, you you live with your family. You guys stayed together yeah. in the house. You lived together. So in a way, you wasn't really alone because you had your family in a way, in a sense of like. It's not that you didn't know where to go. You had a point. You had you had somewhere that you like can still kind of call it home. Mm. I see. I see what you mean. Mm. No, in a way, I'm just talking about the transition from like Angola to Spain. Of I was course. Yes, of course. I don't know. See, from Spain to to England, I wasn't alone because yeah. they were here. They were here. The family were of here. Of course. And we reunited. It was really nice and etc. But. It's, going to school now Mm. how was that how did you relate how did you relate to other kids and how did other kids related to you and did your parents ever prepared you for school in a way of like they never do they never prepared me for school like honestly because when i was in spain um i was I was lucky enough to be, uh, I lived in Barcelona, so oh, I was nice. lucky enough to kind of be around mix of people. Mm. Uh, but they were, I was the only black, but there were people from Colombia, Bolivia, Ecuador. Okay. So it was not just like was... all authentic Spanish. They mm. all came from, some came from South America, mm. Mexico, um, Ecuador, Costa Rica. Mm. So mixed Spanish mixed. speaking mm. country, they were there, but I was the only black person. So when I came to the UK and then going to school where it's full of black people, I was just like, I... You loved it. I loved it, but then again, I was just like, I didn't... I was basically labeled as the white child. Really? Because of how I... I basically... I, I, I became very accustomed with the white the white people and how they do their okay. things so coming out to a school where it's full of black people was it the way you behaved the way the you way talked? i was behaving the way i was talking how i was dressed mm-hmm. so like it was it was they kind of pushed you to the side exactly. you wasn't part of the crew yeah exactly you can't <laughs> sit with us stop it <laughs> Even the Angolans, like they, they were like, um, why do you speak like that? Your Portuguese don't even sound like Angolan Portuguese. It sounds very mm. um, Portuguese from Portugal. I'm like, like you can be educated and still be black. There's nothing wrong with that's, it. That's one of it's the things like, that I don't understand. You about. know how some people say, oh, why do you sound so yeah, white? You sound like, so, what do you mean? Yeah, like black people are educated. Yeah, yeah, we can talk and we can. We can have a conversations. We can use big words. We can be very yeah. polite. But yes, we can be ghetto and clap yeah, hands and snatch edges and yes, all of that. Is. 
<laughs> but we can also be very complex, very, very classy, classy, very yeah. loyalty. Don't get this shit twisted. That's right. Yeah. And, and and I think it's very important. And it's not about black women or black people in general being angry. It's simply about the fact: be ourselves, mm-hmm. be authentic to who we are, yes. and not feeling guilty or that we're doing something against someone or try to hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it shouldn't be like that, yeah. you know. I think the anger thing comes from us being oh, very the passionate. angry black woman. Yes. We're very passionate uh, yes. being. We're very we passionate. are. We have so, life. Exactly. <laughs> so when people see us being passionate, being very, you know, articulate and we want to express ourselves mm. and because they don't know how to do that, so mm. they classify as being loud or being, you know, whatever. Ghetto. Ghetto. Mm. But it's, it's oh. nothing to do with that. Just I'd be really passionate about ourselves and our people and how we do certain things hmm. so it's just a matter of um, a non-black person approaching and saying oh like teach me about your culture mm. how can I learn more about yourself mm. so they can be more understanding towards mm. how we um, do certain things and why we're mm. so passionate about certain mm. things and why we react the way we react yeah yeah know? yeah it's just about being educated and having exactly. the, the open mindset the open mind, and actually yes. ask the questions and learn from absolutely absolutely and what did you see like what was the difference that you saw you said school was very hard for you what why why was very hard because i got bullied in school Mm -hmm. because like i was totally different um like, when you say different, what do you mean for totally When I say different? different, I mean like I didn't behave like everybody else. Like I was more in my corner mm. while everybody else was chasing mandem, mm. while everybody else were like trying to fight each other. Because I went mm. to all girls school. Oh, okay. so you know. Yeah, so meow meow. <laughs> yeah, all the time. There was a lot of fights all the time. But I was always in my corner. And um, yeah, I wasn't really getting involved in fights or anything like that. So people were like, um, "Who does she think she is? Why does she? Was she acting like she's better than everybody else?" It's not even that. It's just mm. that I don't want to get involved in what you know. You were smart enough you know? to mind your business, exactly. <laughs> but I was aware of what was going on. Yes. But I was just like, you know, like I'm not getting involved in certain things. Yeah. I just came here like a year or two ago. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get my citizenship. So yeah. I can say in the UK, like you trying to. <laughs> Can they bring trouble? Yeah. Nah, let me stay in my corner yes. and let me just study because at the end of the day, my parents brought me in this country so I can study yes. and I needed to be focused. I'm, yes. I'm seeing a lot of black girls fighting each other, mm. linking boys and all sorts. I'm just like, that's not what I came here for. Of course. So having that attitude and how I am and in a sense where I am... I'm very confident, so I embody that in how I walk and how I dress. Yes. So that and people sometimes get intimidated, but intimidated by that, and they mm. think, um, "What does she think she is? Mm. Why are you walking like that? Or mm. what? Why would you like? I walk when I walk. There's a presence in mm-hmm. me, so it's just like, like come. I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how I am. Yeah. So people kind of get intimidated by that, and that's why I was, I was bullied because, um, you know, people thought I, I was, you know, this whatever whatever mm. and i didn't speak the language as well so i would that was called freshy all the time oh my god i'm just like right you try learn my language and yes it, that's the thing you know because sometimes i remember as well that i used to get bullied uh with italian obviously i'm perfect i perfectly speak italian and everything but i may have had like an accent or mm. just say and i was like yeah you try and speak the language exactly. that i can speak because you can't even speak your own language. <laughs> I'm done. 
so it's like please yeah yeah and it's just always the, the it's always the way of trying to find something to pick on somebody mm-hmm, and make mm-hmm, them feel mm-hmm. low because they're not going to see them vulnerable yeah yeah, yeah. you want to see the vulnerability because you want to feel strong and that's yeah. really weakness and insecurity yeah, yeah, yeah. in that part it's basically them trying to portray their insecurity onto you when like oh we're sharing shrink tr- gum now yeah we're sharing tr- no we have we have one <laughs> <laughs> thank you but yeah it's you're welcome <laughs> yeah sharing the insecurity mm. With you in a way of like betray the the the, the bad energy that mm-hmm. you put onto you, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. just something that starts from very young age, yeah. and from being school. And you said you feel different. Like I don't think nobody should feel different. Do you know what I mean? So for us to feel to be in that type of environment of being a kid, mm-hmm. where really you have no judgment, really yeah. you're just free and yeah. you're just enjoying life or what it is, every whatever. <laughs> For you to feel like I felt different, I knew I was different, or you know, like I, we all felt, mm. it's just sad. I know it was really, really sad. And I thought, because it's, it's an all girl school, they will have some sort of sisterhood, you know, but. That's what you think. Yeah. We were just talking about that before, about yeah. how we wipe like how can we have positive thoughts about other people mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but then they ended up doing the total opposite you're thinking like i would never do you would never like do such things yeah. so I, of course i'm not gonna think bad yeah, if you're yeah. telling me something that is nice i believe in yeah, that yeah. and then you do something horrible and it's just like you know what i mean like, like yeah where did it come from because yeah. so it's important to know who you are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because otherwise you just that's true that's true i'm like self-worth and self-belief is so important because you find yourself in situations where it will require you to come like the giant in you it requires you to come out for you to kind of really um overcome certain situations mm. in your life because people will really test you uh-huh. they will press your button until like you crumble true and i don't know why people get the motivation to do that but uh-huh. the importance that's it goes back to the importance of knowing yourself and yeah and not allowing anybody else to really you know crash you to a point where you forget who you are absolutely yeah. and in your family um as you know beyonce did the beautiful song brown skin girls and mm-hmm. what i really loved about that song okay you're gonna hate me but i haven't heard a song oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm practically the only okay black guys person. I'm, I'm closing this <laughs> see you later thank you for tuning bye <laughs> i'm practically the only black person i think of one percent of the black people that have i cannot believe i think you've definitely heard even in the I background a bit, but I haven't. you might have been somewhere where they were playing the song but because i cannot believe they've never heard that song but anyway, you're going to listen to the song when you go home today. Oh, wow. And you're going to let force. me know what you think by force. <laughs> because that tune it is an anthem for brown women. Mm. And what I loved about it, it's not because obviously it's been written by Beyonce. Because she never fails. Mm. You know, your girl, she's always know what she's doing. But I love her work ethic though. She's so, listen, I went to see her concert by accident. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. I wasn't even meant to go i wasn't prepared to pay any money i didn't pay any money it mm-hmm. was a gift mm-hmm. and i had a great experience and what i remembered is that she is such a great artist because mm. everything was perfect mm. the performance mm. the music the lighting the 
every the equipment, everything was, was perfect. And her work ethic, the way she's so on point mm-hmm. with her voice, with the dance and everything, she gives her best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's important that if you have people that look up to you, you give your best, you mm-hmm. take your, your work. Like, she takes it very seriously. But that's a very old school thing of artists that these days no one does because unfortunately it's seen as like oh yeah i'm a rapper you know oh yeah i'm a r&b singer i mean i'm a superstar or i'm a celebrity or whatever but beyonce like she's that she's one of those artists that really she's an artist yeah yeah so um her work ethic yes amazing so the song to go back to the the the, the topic the song Raskin girl i love it so much because when I listen to the song, I think I wish my mom told me these beautiful things because she, she's really singing it to her daughter mm. and telling her, you know, like your brown skin girl, you're beautiful. And then she's singing it to all beautiful brown skin girls. Mm. And I'm talking about dark skin, light skin, any do it. There's no such thing that we all black, brown women. It's not, it's not about, oh yeah, but I'm dark skin, so I'm black and you're not black. No, <laughs> there's white that's, people that's that are unnecessary. Um, yeah. These are black people. We the, the beauty about us that we're so mixed, so different. Lighter complexion, darker complexion, yeah. longer hair, shorter hair, straight, curly, whatever. Blue eyes with darker. To- it's, we it's are just creativity so, yes. at its best. And people need to understand that. And the first people that need right. to understand that is ourselves. We need to True. stop putting wars against ourselves for no reason because mm-hmm. that's what they aim to that's what the other part wants us to do mm. and until we don't break the chain that chain and we stop mm. focusing on that and we actually focus on sisterhood brotherhood a community mm-hmm. of black people mm-hmm. that is moving forward mm-hmm. that is doing great things mm-hmm. that is elevating each other mm-hmm. then things are going to stay the same because we are the only one that can change things mm-hmm. And people like you, people like me, people like so many others, our listeners, mm-hmm. that <clears throat> have seen their parents, have seen their past being in a certain way and get motivated by them, like, I gotta do something about it, mm-hmm. I gotta be something more. Yeah. Yeah. There's something more. Mm-hmm. The people, these, the, these are the people that change the world yeah. because. People don't believe that there's something more, that for you to get something more, you have to do some type of, you have to do the most crazy thing, you have to sell your soul, or you have to downgrade yourself, mm-hmm. doing things that you're not meant to do, are not good for your soul, not mm-hmm. good for your spirit, not good for no one, mm-hmm. because you wanna, you're trying to reach a level that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and that level should be reached, firstly, internally, mm-hmm. rather than materialistically mm-hmm. and physically. That comes with everything else after. Yeah. What um so you you moved now to England, you went to school, you gone through through all these situations with being bullying because you felt different because the way you are you stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is who you are. Yeah. At that time, what was you going home to like did you have parents that were telling you Terrence, how was your day how was school do you have anybody that you could talk to about those experiences and or you felt that you was alone again girl i haven't spoken about this oh. <laughs> yeah um going back home I, I feel like i don't know if it was my own mind playing tricks with me or my lack of understanding of um, certain things and 
you know going back going home after school it was fine because i had my sister i had my dad my dad is, is a workaholic and mm-hmm. he's got one of he's one of the guys the men that i know has amazing and fantastic work ethic mm. that man can work mm. and he's a provider mm-hmm. so yeah um, that's a great example for a woman to see because that's what you expect from the, the, your partner that you want to have yeah if um, if I have a man who cannot provide I just know that it's not the right hey, we know. don't want no broke man no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're going back to the question um, yeah uh, I was going back to a very safe home a very good environment where uh-huh. I was able to, to you know, express myself and talk and stuff like that um, the only issue for me was that um I said I was, I was I'm coming from Spain to the UK. Right? Mm. So when I basically went to Spain, I basically forgot the language, like Portuguese. Oh. It happens a lot. Oh yeah, that's the thing of with course. the language when you don't practice, when you don't speak, it kind of dies down. That still happened there. to me as well. Mm. When I learned Italian, I completely forgot yeah. Creole, and I was so sad because I couldn't understand my family yeah. talking to me on the phone or what my mom was saying. Mm. And it's like they would speak to you in in your native language. And you responding to a different language. Yes, it was mad. It was. It, oh my God! You yeah. just you're absolutely right. Yeah. That happens. So obviously, uh, me going to Spain, uh, I forgot uh, Portuguese. Not that I forgot completely. I could still understand mm-hmm. it. But when someone would speak to me in Portuguese, I'll reply in Spanish uh-huh. because I forgot to speak. Yeah. So when I went, to, when I came back to, to so when I arrived to the UK. My family now at home they speak Portuguese and English. Okay. So I'm coming to now a foreign environment, although it's my family, yeah. but it's still foreign because I now do not speak Portuguese anymore, mm. just Spanish. So now having to communicate to them in Spanish, it was stressful because they couldn't really understand what I was saying. <laughs> they, will, they will kind of make up what I'm trying to say, but not everything. So I had to kind of. You know, it was very stressful because I had to express. I had to, it, it became very difficult for me to express myself at home. Of course. So if I if I was being bullied in school, explaining now that I was being oh bullied, my God, yes. it was a bit difficult because yes. I wasn't sure how to express it uh-huh. or how to kind of communicate that. You know, and that I'm makes you even ha- frustrating to frustrating to show your emotions exactly. because you're trying to find ways way to, to kind of communicate, communicate that listen yeah. in school I'm having a hard time huh. and this is how I'm feeling so how did you overcome all of that how did I overcome all of that that's a good question um I kind of just like I met people in school okay uh, who spoke Spanish as well okay so, so you kind of create a little create a little crew where mm-hmm. we just hang around together so mm-hmm. even though if the class was a little bit hard I know after school mm-hmm. or in a break on a, on a break mm-hmm. on a playground I have my friends there who spoke Spanish mm-hmm. and then they kind of had my back and stuff like that and even after school I had social life where I would go to my friend's house who speaks okay. Spanish oh that's and some nice of them spoke Portuguese as well okay so we just kind of just hung around together and then that so things made, improved things improved definitely nice. it made it better for me having people who understood uh-huh. uh, where I was coming from in a sense where being a foreigner in a country and also speaking the language and I was able to you know um, express myself to them this, this is what I'm going through how did you guys manage to kind of did you guys went through bullying as well some of them they went through as oh, well wow. and um, so you kind of started your little like a counseling yes like little, a counseling uh, yes. thing in school yes yeah, so that's, gr- that's great think yeah. about it that's great that's leadership 
say it was you really, kind of wanted to do something yeah, about yeah, it and you made it you, you, you did, you've done a little something um, there i think i've always been not i think i've always been the type of person that want to bring um community together, together yeah that i want to bring some sort of change and understanding into why yeah. certain things are happening mm-hmm. and i've always been a people's person so i've always had a heart for the people and the community the collective yeah, yeah so yes. if, if you're going for something like I, I always have the sympathy and the heart of oh I want to help I want to make sure she's alright mm. I want to make sure that she doesn't feel like that anymore mm-hmm. so I always I'll, I've always had that um quality that quality that's a great quality to have Mm -hmm. and and, you know the word is definitely more selfless people because there's a lot of selfishness so we need more selfless people so going the reason why i said you was kind of creating a little um counseling already it's cool which which is the truth because I think in everything that we do in life, there's a seed that is planted and then it's flourishing. You know, you might not start to see, you might not know that that's gonna be a flower. Mm. That um, you just see the leaf, but you don't know what kind of flower it is. Sure. You don't know if you're gonna like it. Yeah. You don't know if it's gonna be good enough, and you don't know whatever. And the flowers is just their flower flourishing by itself. And the the rain is getting the water, the sun, and everything. So everything is working out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sometimes, a lot of time, we worried because we can't see the finish, yeah, the finished progress. progress. Yeah. So at that time, you was planting the seed mm-hmm. to then become the woman that you are today. Yeah. And that's a revelation, mate. Yes. Honestly, like, just, you know, sometimes you just do things because it's in your heart to do. It's out of, of the abundance of your heart. Of you don't think of it. Oh, I'm actually sowing a seed for a future. No one thinks that. Yeah. Of course, no one. You, you should. You see that after, mm. because it's part of the journey. You don't need to know everything straight away. True. You you need to find out things for yourself yeah. in your own timing yeah. making your own mistakes yeah. and having your glories and all that type of thing so you've planted the seed i was gonna say but it's very wise of you to recognize that though. yes oh thank you yeah. <laughs> so we also um we also touch on the topic that you have a, 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 a kid yes and how old is he he's two my little munchkin he's yeah. two year old um yeah, he's two year old. It's giving me a headache at the moment, but I am expecting it because, you know, um, when you're two, you know, you, you become like a teenager where you want, you are aware of things now mm-hmm. and you want to do, you want to basically get away with things because you now know uh, what certain things means, what you should and shouldn't do. So, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. And your son give you the, the the inspiration to start your great community of young mothers, mothers. Yeah. and your a program or your movement it's called moms at first sight yes so talk to talk talk us a little bit about that so moms at first sight um is basically it's just what it says it's me experiencing motherhood for the first time, me seeing my son for the first time, me moving from my parents' house to my own place for the first time. Um, it's me basically um, now being by myself for the first time. So it's experiencing everything, motherhood, uh, me growing as a woman for the first time. That's when Mums at First Sight came about. 
and my 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 main inspiration to why I started uh, Mums at First Sight is my son, mm-hmm. and also um, really um, understanding who I was. Mm-hmm. Who I am, sorry, who I am. Um, you know, I read the Bible and understood who God says that I am. And then from there, the whole transition began. And I also, I started also Mums the First Sight because I was going through a postnatal depression. And um, I basically was just like, wait, wait a minute. Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Could it be that other mothers are experiencing the same, same thing? thing? Yeah. So, you know, it's the first time you're experiencing all of this. Yeah. I'm sure someone else somewhere out there, I don't know where, yeah. maybe experiencing the same thing that yeah. I'm experiencing. Yeah. So that's where I created this community of women that will come together to empower one another to be the best version of ourselves. And also to remind ourselves that, you know, just because we are mothers, it does not mean you're no longer a woman, the life is over. Yeah. that you can never be yourself anymore you can mm. still achieve you can still do you know you can still have that creative creative mind of or whatever course, it is that you want to do you know being a mother it gives you that push that determination yes, motivation. To, to do more mm. especially when you are on maternity leave mm. you will find a lot of things to do mm. you will start creating projects you start a, you will do a lot of different so things so was was that something that you was kind of doing while you was expecting or that happened after that happened after because i moved into a new area and obviously experiencing um postnatal depression i wanted to basically connect with people that were going through similar situation but I, but i didn't want just to be with people who are just feeling sorry for themselves oh my, oh my god victims victims basically having that victim mindset no i wanted mm. to connect with people that yes i'm going through this but i know there's hope at the end of uh-huh. the tunnel that i want to improve myself i want to do it for myself and for my child as well because mm. a lot of people that they go through really tough time and they stay in, in that in those times in that environment or in that mindset yeah no, there is more you're more than just your depression of course you're more than just your mental health problem you are more than just a mother there is more to you than just being a mother who who is depressed or than just being a mother who has broken up with the baby father uh-huh. you're more than just that of course of course so. and um that was something that you you wanted to do because you feel like you didn't also had there wasn't much of this stuff happening yes, around in my area. So in your area, yeah. so you kind of thought, hold on, let me do something me about it. again. <laughs> again, you took the situation under control and you made a change. Yeah. And I've been a guest speaker. I've Yay. been hosting your uh, event, well. your amazing event, and there was there's always a bunch of people of women that are so loving, they're so kind, and they're so uh, grateful for what you do, and they're there to support, but also to contribute to this journey. And yeah. it's beautiful because you see them also grow through what yeah. you do. Yeah. And to find somewhere where they can be and they feel safe and they feel there's a sisterhood and they feel like they can talk freely mm-hmm. about their challenges yes. without feeling judged or without yes. feeling that, you know, people might look, look, look down, them, or, they, or, yeah. down or differently. Yeah. It, it's a great thing. And it's a great thing because you're doing it for the, for the collective. You're mm-hmm. not doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're doing mm-hmm. it for the collective. Mm-hmm. And... 
because I have, I have a passion to see, um, I love seeing a woman, um, especially black women, achieve. Yes. I'm like, yes, girl. I, yeah. I see you. I'm of proud course, of you. Of I course. love it. I get so excited when I see a, a woman striving. That's how it's um, supposed to be. A mother who's gone for a really tough time and now they're striving, they're doing better, they're improving their lives. I love it. I feel, mm-hmm. so, I feel there's a fire in me that I feel. I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And when I tell my friends, like, you guys really inspire me and stuff like that, they're like, no, you inspire me. Look at what you do. I'm like, no, honestly, <laughs> you guys are doing an amazing thing. But they, sometimes um, people don't see uh, their journey. It's they're true. just living, 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 yeah. but they don't see yeah. the journey that of they're course. making. Yeah. So I always like to hear also the feedback of people that come to Mom the First Sight event. Yeah. Um, you know, how some they have felt depressed and now they feel like, you know, they can now talk about their issue without, you know, feeling mm. like it's a taboo. Because mm. that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to break the taboo mm. because I feel like in our community, when it comes yes. to mental health, now it's being more exposed yes. and we're talking about it more. Yeah. And there's more events But happening. still it's not. It's something that we constantly have to talk about mm. it until it's normalized in our homes. Yes. Like if, if you know a friend or a family member is yeah. going through a really tough time, you, for you to have the bonus and saying, listen, babes, um, you need some counseling. Do you want us? Do you want us? Do you want me to go with you to to get some counseling and stuff like that? It should be normalized at home, and we shouldn't feel as if we're not allowed to cry. We're not allowed to feel some type of way. It's emotions. Emotions yes. are meant to be expressed and not suppressed. Absolutely. So. And I think the fact that uh, a lot of time these emotions get suppressed, that's why it brings people to then make bad decisions mm. for their life. And that creates a sort of uh, unstable state of mind. Yes. And especially when you have a child, you have oh. to look after a child. Yes. It's the state of mind is so important and when you are in those dark times and you're alone and you have a child to look after um, to look after it's just it's just hard so what you do actually it's so important because you could literally save people's Mm. life because you're giving them some sort of hope yeah it's like maybe there's light. Mm-hmm. Let me try this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and who knows what happens when mm-hmm. they come down to your event? Because Teresa's event is really good because apart from the fact that we that she has different speakers coming in, that does that do different things, they do different things, they do amazing things. She has amazing sponsors, different charity. Um, she does great things regarding health as well to give nice tips to women how to look after the things that they eat how to look after their body and the family etc etc um she has a lot to do with community and you you know you, you have a lot of recognition recognition for that as well because obviously you you help a lot of a lot of women and you give women the chance to speak yeah what was the very what was emotional for you when you what was the emotional part when you started mom's at first sight how did you what was your emotion how did you feel and I think when you get to the point is that you kind of look back in your life and you think, oh my God, like me, I came from there, I've done this, mm-hmm. and now I'm doing this, this is exactly what I wanted to do, I never thought. How did you feel? Um, to be honest, like I haven't actually grasped 
the idea of where I am right now. Mm. It's I don't, hard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I don't really think about it. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, it is, it is, it is very emotional, especially when I see people's feedback and how much they have been impacted by the things that I do. Not just uh, with the events, because I also sometimes. Um, you know, people are free. Those who are close to me, that they have my numbers, they can they call me if they're going through a very tough time. If they can't do certain things, um, they call me and we go through certain like stages of how can, to calm down and how I can sometimes go with them to an interview or go oh, with them to. Um, it's amazing. To whatever it is that they want, that they're doing, that they it's need amazing. extra support. So sometimes I have to kind of leave, um, take my son to my family and, and then I'll go with them. And sometimes what I do also, when I do have um, events outside Mums at First Sight, that will benefit one of the ladies. Then I'll yeah. bring them along so that they can experience yes. and network with different... Yes, um, they can network. They can network with different different people that will help them whatever endeavor that they want to yeah. do. So um, it's more than just... Yeah this little community that you see on social media yeah, or posting course, blah 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 it's deeper than that um you know because i really want to see women being the best of themselves and really achieving their goals and um leaving their purpose like we've all been created to do something absolutely and sometimes life experiences negative life experiences stops us from achieving our goals mm. it stops us from reaching our purpose but when you have people around you that can help you even just you know a little text message or a little uh, no, no, let me come with you to your mm-hmm. appointment mm-hmm. something like that um can really help somebody um of course so you continue to do the work even you, yes outside because i just feel like i don't know like i cannot turn down someone that needs even even uh, uh, another lady who needed my help like she got an event coming up and she needs my help like mm. I'm busy too but I'm like okay if you don't if your sister is not there let me come and help you of out course. so I feel that's like good. that's how we need to carry on with the community because mm. there are people who really need our help and if you know a mother who is about to give birth um, yes, my friend's um, my friend's friend she has a baby shower and she's about to give birth and then she's like oh do you want to come around and then just like introduce yourself and oh. what you do i was like yeah i don't mind coming yes. i'll bring some some gifts for of her course. as well because you know tra- transition for me from being a woman who doesn't have a child to now a woman who is yes. pregnant it's really hard and it's, it's the first time also being a mother so it's going to be really yes. really hard for her and stuff like that yeah and, and you understand that because definitely because you're I, as well the I, mom's first first yeah, time first time and then i went through um you know being pregnant um obviously i had the back then i had a partner with me but i want to touch on that as well because <laughs> I think it's important that people know as well how much it's important to have the support of your partner and how can that affect us women as much as strong as we can be Mm -hmm. and that they don't take that role seriously Mm -hmm. Um, and especially as black women we go through a lot um, a lot of that and we've heard a lot of that in the past our own parents I mean personally as well from my background I think in general in the black family you always hear oh I don't know my dad or I never grew up with my dad mainly mm-hmm. and sometimes yes you hear about oh I don't know my mom or stuff like that but there's always there's never the things of that and that's really sad yeah. um, but you believed in the family you wanted things to work out yes. but at the end of the day it's, it's good it didn't work out because 
it wasn't someone that mm. relationship wise with you was meant to be for you yeah, yeah definitely and um, how did that affect you as well and in your journey because that must have been as well a time for you where you didn't really feel yourself and you fell yes. down and yes. you didn't have much self self-confidence confidence. yeah definitely um a breakdown in a family always does that like it will basically take you from someone who um is in a relationship with someone who has the support and then you all of a sudden you no longer have the support of your partner mm. it's really difficult because at the end of the day you didn't make the child by yourself of it's a two to tango yeah. so the same way it takes two people to raise a child mm. you know um doing it by yourself is extremely hard, hard. yeah especially yeah. if you don't have like sisters or brothers or cousins if you don't have the family around you it's super super difficult. super hard isn't it and yeah so like i was in a relationship the father was there um I was basically in a relationship the father was there and he was throughout my pregnancy we were together until obviously I gave birth um, and then a year later we we had to break it off because um, he although he's a great father I'm not going to you know lie he's a great father to my son Mm -hmm. but he was not a great father to me of course and within uh, before even breaking it off I tried to work it out because I really truly believed in a family and the reason why, obviously, um, I had a child, obviously, I gave birth to my son, or be- sorry, I became pregnant, it was because I had a family. It was a solid relationship back then, and for it to break down, it was such, sad. such, it was very sad, it was very, very, very tough, because this is someone that I've known since I was 18. I'm 26 now and it was really 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 hard and it made me feel like nobody will ever love me nobody will ever care for me I have a child now what am I gonna do Who go, who's gonna look at me the same of course. my body don't look the same anymore I put yes. on weight yeah. and my confidence went so low and so oh, down of I was just like, what did you do at that point at that point I was so isolated so isolated from because like, people don't really talk much about that. Yeah. Everybody's talking about this the snapback. Snapback! Oh my god! And, uh, <laughs> I just like I'm not snapping back because I had I had no honestly. <laughs> I had my son. I'm not snapping back. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow anybody to pressurize me to that point. Yes, because girl. at the end of the day, like I had, it took me nine months to 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 cook my baby. Mm. And for you to pressurize me to lose the weight for who, for what, for what reason, for what for? Mm. Like, I'm not doing it. I'll take my time. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, my mind was so strong at that point where I didn't allow the celebrities, the people that had that gave birth. Yes. Um, no one to pressure you. No one to pressurize me to lose mm-hmm. the weight that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to go back to the size that I was. I'm like, excuse me, no. Uh-huh. You didn't push the baby uh-huh. for me. Uh-huh. You didn't go for the pains exactly. I was going through. I'll take my time. Because it's not easy. No, but I was it's actually loving the shape that I. Yes. I, you know, the weight went, went everywhere. Yeah. I had, you know, the bomb, the da 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 da. Like yeah. everything was kind of proportioned. Uh-huh, of course. Um, so nothing was like out of place like that. Obviously, I was bigger. I went from being a size 10 
um, to the size eighteen twenty. That was a I mean, huge you, change. I know, but you you know you was having a baby and your body is yeah. changing yeah. and everything. So, but you know you managed to overcome all of that. You look absolutely amazing. Thank You're taking you. care more of yourself. Definitely. Mom's first start is growing. Uh, you know, even on your Instagram page, you know you have more people um, as well interacting and loving what you do and taking interest in what you do yeah. and wanting to come down to the event. Yeah. If you are in London, the event you can find it on uh, uh, Instagram, Mums at First Sight. <laughs> All the informations as well for your tickets. You're gonna have another event soon in November. She yeah. does an event pretty much every month. Yeah. With different type of workshop. Yeah. Uh, before we close our lovely chat. Mm. Oh really? Oh my god! It's so Tell me your favorite quote, cause I love quotes. Oh Tell me one of your favorite quotes, and let's see if I can retweet that today, cause I oh love a tweet. Oh my god, girl! You put me on the spot, cause I'm just like, what is even my favorite quote? Something that you use usually in your life, and you're thinking that's something that you usually. Um, use to kind of like help you out in a moment of like oh I don't know things that don't go quite right so you use that quote or oh, there's something that represents your life and that's it's like bible for you about you know I'm looking at my because I'm looking few, at I'm looking at my phone because I wrote a few quotes got, that I usually say she's got little quotes Oh I've got little quotes that I usually say. Don't tell me that you're looking at Drake's album and no, you're taking no, no, quotes no. from Drake. <laughs> no, no, not even. Shout out to Drake still. <laughs> okay, so I got one. And one is fear Fear will stop you from achieving your goals. Faith mm. will take you where your fear can't go. Yes, high five to that. Because I actually Yay. love that. And it's true, work by faith, don't work by sight. And you know, Teresa, as me, as other women, as other people, as other men, as well in the world, brand women that have gone through uh, such a journey, yes. moving from different country, go through different trauma, bullying, racism, acceptance, uh, being a young mother. Ooh, talking about racism, sorry to cut. Um, I actually experienced racism in Spain, but I don't. I didn't know what it was. Oh wow! I didn't know what it was because I was not educated about what racism looked like. I didn't know what it was. So I remember one time uh, in, in school, like primary school in Spain, some of, the, some of the guys were like, oh, let me see your hands. Why is your hand so tough? Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, I wow. didn't understand what that meant. Oh, okay. It's only true, only when I came to the UK that obviously it was more aware, there was a lot more black people. So like I was aware of what racism was and we also studied Black History Month in school. But in Spain, back then I didn't know what it was. And even my hair as well. Oh my god, let me touch your hair. Can I touch your hair? Oh my Manage god, hair, don't touch me. my oh hair. My <laughs> okay? So like, Let's I, start exper- there. I experienced that, but I didn't know what it was until I came here that I became more woke. Mm. And But yeah, I, I, I experienced racism. And yeah. It's one of those things that we, unfortunately, we go through. But as I always say, these are all situations that have, have, just has helped us mm-hmm. to become better, to become stronger. And wiser. And the fact that it's wiser, and the fact as well that you're using your past to do great things, mm. it's honorable. And I think why it's important that I 
share stories with other people and people knows about these type of stories is because it's empowering it's because we all go through certain things and you know that somebody else has been through the same thing and they made it too and they're doing amazing things you have a beautiful son you got you have things going on for yourself and your young mother and you're successful because you're working on yourself you're understanding what life is and you you can never end understanding and growing so but as, as long as you are in the right path i think that's what's most important yeah teresa thank you so much thank for you for having me guest. that was so fun yes thank you we had a lovely chat and yeah. i think you've said a lot of very positive stuff that can definitely be beneficial for so many people i hope it does help somebody do you want to give your social media and your details not yes. your phone number <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get best stalkers stalking me and stuff like that. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Mums at First Sight, all together. Um, you can email me at empower.woman at yahoo.com. Yay! Yes, thank you so much for being here. As always, guys, I want to remind you that you can find my podcast on iTunes and on Spotify. And remember as well to subscribe so you can be updated for uh, a brand new episode. I'm gonna have a brand new another guest next week. Uh, it's gonna be exciting as well because she's got very interesting stories to share with all of you guys. As always, thank you for tuning in and peace.